we have exhausted this baby mama lifestyle y'all there is no judgment here in anything i'm about to say because i am speaking to myself first and foremost as a fellow baby mama i'll say as i always have i am not my sister's keeper i am my sister period we are no different from each other so i say this with love compassion care and concern but that's my disclaimer because we have to do better we have actually normalized raising children alone and calling it God's blessing. Only after having raw, unprotected sex with a man that has no intentions on making you his wife, not even wanting children with you or a man with multiple children spread across the world or worse, he can't even provide an adequate quality of life for yourself and a family. We call getting pregnant God's blessing, disregarding all of the ungodly things we did to get there. We are just a fickle people. So having a healthy pregnancy and giving birth is truly one of the most magical, emotionally and physically draining, most beautiful things a woman can ever experience. Um, to pass a spirit from the spiritual realm to the physical realm, it's godlike, literally. Taking mature, um, maternity pictures, you know, all the fun stuff to capture the moment, gender reveals, to see what we're having, baby showers and being showered with love, food, money, gifts, and things to last, you know, for your first six months to a year of motherhood with your newborn love child. You can't even imagine having a pregnancy and birth with complications um, or how hard that can be. So this is literally just me speaking on a general, quote unquote, normal, healthy vaginal birth, what I think we all pray to have. So that's a whole nother story. So that's phase one. And phase one alone, Think about how many ups and downs a woman is going to go through. The emotional roller coaster of a lifetime from finding out you're pregnant up to and through nine, ten months of giving, growing this baby and then giving birth. Um, that no one, we're literally, no one is taking the time to actually prepare or heal from, for this huge transition or huge um next level of life we're literally just a blind leading the blind just having kids and babies on a whim i gave birth to my son when i was only 19. i was just a baby myself my mom didn't give me great advice about men it was very general get a good man and get a good job but see the problem with that is that the men in my life all came from deep East Oakland, all a product of their environment, most of them, in and out of jail, in the streets, on drugs. So what really was my measuring stick for what a good man was? In hindsight, always being 2020, what was I doing to prepare myself for motherhood? Really nothing. At 19, I should have been in school. I should have been focused on my future. Um, but that wasn't my story. My son's father at the time was 21, a troublemaker, a typical kind of like bad boy that a quote unquote good girl would go for. I was super sheltered and green and only girl with three brothers. He was not. 
he had a rougher upbringing than me, no father himself, rocky relationship with his family. Um, he went to jail for the first time after two years when I was four months pregnant. All of the red flags that should have deterred me. But again, I was inexperienced and the examples of men in my life mirrored him perfectly. I thought that's what I was supposed to have, what every other woman in my life had. Also, the city that we come from and the struggles that we all share together have always included premature motherhood, unpreparedness, not even having a chance at life. I have women in my own family that were mothers at 16, including both of my grandmothers. Broken homes, absent fathers, sometimes mothers too, and emotionless people. Violence, abuse, drugs, jail. So the dysfunction that I grew up in, that a lot of us grew up in, was normalized along with being a baby mama. And I hate that for us. We never learn that we're in control of our bodies, of who has access to us. Now, I'm just speaking in general. This does not include crimes against women. So we're just going to keep it general. Um, I never knew there were certain times of the month where pregnancy occurs. I thought you could get pregnant any day of the month, every single day, anytime. I never knew what ovulation was. I wasn't aware of tracking my period and being aware of my body and how it feels when all of those different things are occurring and listening to your body every single month and being one with my womb and my uterus. Um, honoring her and listening to her and doing everything to care for her, I think that that would have made a huge, tremendous difference in many women's lives. I had daddy issues too. My father ran the streets of Sabrina Park his whole entire life. He only just left a couple years ago at 58 or something, but he survived. So I'm happy for him in that aspect. But the trauma that comes from never knowing where he was or being in and out of jail, wondering what was really wrong with him, because at the time I really didn't know being young. He was always functional. He always looked clean. You know, he wasn't like a typical crackhead or knock outside um, homeless or anything. You know, just being a young child and not understanding um, a lot of that until I became an adult myself and a mother myself and really had a conversation with him. Um, he was always, again, fully functional, kept a job. So it was confusing. And then when he did come around, he came with gifts. And for me and my brother, he came with a little money. Um, but then there were those times where we would have to go visit him at this like program called Delancey Street. It's like a self-help organization for substance abusers or ex-convicts, homeless people or people who didn't want to go to jail um, or wanted to avoid jail time. The emotional dysfunction and abuse that comes with that, not having a true daddy-daughter relationship um, with anybody and not really having that or experiencing that. Um, so I definitely was would be classified as a woman who had daddy issues. I had mama trauma, what I call it, mama trauma too, um, because my mom was just always working and hardworking. She had her husband of over 30 years now. Um, and they were more friends, but she was a cold woman, not really emotional or I love yous or kissy or girly or anything like that. Um, and I'm only telling you this because I know so many of us share the same traumas and experiences and curses. So 
as long as we can acknowledge the past and the things that went wrong, only then can we correct it and make better decisions moving forward. So again, like um, missing out on that experience of your dad being your first love and being there for me during special occasions, I didn't know what love truly felt like. So to me, it was fleeting that love was here today and gone tomorrow. I grew up believing that love would leave you at any moment. It would abandon you when you needed it most. Um, my first experience with love taught me that love was a struggle and that it was unpredictable. And that's exactly what I found in my son's father. You literally have to sacrifice your entire life for your children. And if you don't, you're doing it wrong. You owe your children everything. Nobody asked to be here, and it is every parent's responsibility to raise children, to provide for those children, and give them the tools and resources to live a successful adult life. You owe them your time. You owe them your healing. You owe them a great childhood. You owe them peace. You owe them the basic necessities of life, and people take that responsibility so lightly in the name of gender reveals and having a man and taking pictures and having a party and feeling better about themselves or feeling like they just want somebody to love them. We got to stop taking that shit so lightly. It is one of the hugest responsibilities that we can ever have. Let's not even discuss postpartum and the difficulties and challenges new mothers have with learning how to be a new mother, the stress that comes with choosing to breastfeed or not overthinking if everything is the right decision, your body and hormones readjusting to the life outside of you that now needs your body to function on the outside as it did for the nine months on the inside, um, keeping your baby alive, the fear that something would happen, sudden infant death syndrome and just random, making watching your baby breathe, sleepless nights, your baby staying up all night. Maybe you don't even have a village to support you. I'm so thankful for mine. I had women in, in my life and the ancestors now that have passed that supported me through my labor and delivery. So that is like that this part of life after the baby is born usually is where people start to break up because of the, you're readjusting to this new um, space in life, both of you, and to do it and not really know each other, um, it really gets tricky. Because for one, y'all probably didn't even know each other to begin with and prematurely made a life decision that would change everybody's life, sometimes for the worse. My son's father and I, we separated when my son was six months and it was hell on wheels after that. I would make so many different decisions today, 16 years later. But again, hindsight is always 2020. Um, it's a lot of people expecting their children to be peaceful, all while simultaneously exposing those children to chaos and then blaming them when they grow up dysregulated. Like we literally will raise children in chaos and then look at them and want them to be the best version when you didn't even provide them an opportunity to be great. So when considering motherhood, you should literally hold a mirror to your face. Take a good hard look at yourself and ask yourself, really, would you want 
to be a person that was raised by yourself, by you? Have you healed your past traumas or are you just masking them? Do you want to experience true love and only think it can come from a baby or like, have you lived out your dreams? Have you traveled as far as you can? Are you financially in a position to care for a baby or slash adult for the next 18 to 25 plus years? Are you married? Are you in a 90% committed relationship where both of you have mutually agreed to make this decision together? It really is one of the biggest mistakes you can make. We've become blinded by having unprotected and casual hookup culture sex, getting pregnant, and then giving all the glory to God and calling the baby a blessing. And while babies are, in fact, a blessing, don't get me wrong, having raw sex and getting pregnant is not a gift from God. Let's stop that. It's a consequence to your action. And you literally will experience many dark days and nights while you navigate healing all while being responsible for another life, financially, spiritually, emotionally, everything. Choosing the wrong man is going to be the cherry on top. I can tell you from experience that it's going to be anything but sweet. Yes, we all want a family and love and a prosperous relationship, but don't risk your life by being desperate and oftentimes depressed and unhealed yearning for love and settling for bullshit. There's nothing wrong with taking your time. There's nothing wrong with spending time alone and getting to know yourself, to heal yourself. There's nothing wrong with waiting. I remember days and nights where I had $10, $11 in my bank account having to choose between me eating because my son gonna always eat and making sure I have gas to get through the week or the next couple of days so I get some more money. I was a single mother and I depended on nobody to take care of my child but myself. And I was not a single mother by choice. Again, all of the choices that led to me getting pregnant was all of the consequences that I experienced and have experienced was because of decisions, the decisions that I made. I just did the best that I could and God always made a way for us every single time. And now I am extremely blessed, like, but it was hard. And again, I'm 16 years in. A baby is not going to make you feel better. A baby is not going to keep a man. A gender reveal is cute, but it's temporary. A man, a man that loves you enough to make you a wife, that's where you, you know, allow that a pregnancy or motherhood to happen. Men are not even proposing. They don't even want you to be a fiance, let alone a wife. A pregnant belly is all beautiful and your maternity pictures will be gorgeous. But after birth is when the real world begins. And it's not all flowers and rainbows and pretty pictures. You're going to be whooped. Travel the world. Go to school, up school. Go clubbing. Go out with your, go girl trip with your girlfriends. Spend time with your family, get a hobby, a second job, start a business. You got options, okay? Heal and get to know yourself. And that is so essential before procreating. There's so much pain stored in our wombs 
generational trauma of wounded women given from one daughter to the next and we keep just passing it along we need to heal from it now for ourselves for all the women that came before us and the ones that come after it's time to release that pain we need to accept our femininity fully again to stand in our own truth and bring healing to everybody connected to us all this pain holds us back not being vulnerable not being feminine all that masculinity all that that energy is contributing negatively to the circumstances in our lives and we don't even realize it there's so much pain that we just have to heal and release we've become so disconnected even from each other men and women black men and women at war with each other really no woman in this world wants to be a strong independent woman argue with your mama release that mentality yes you should be able to sustain an adult life on your own but we've taken it too far we're ready to raise children alone we're ready to struggle alone we're ready to die alone all in the name of independence and individualism ladies literally need to apologize to the center of their femininity for every toxic person that you've allowed into your sacred space heal yourself from trauma and abuse apologize to yourself for allowing yourself to be used because you didn't know any better there is magic at the center of our thighs we are a portal literally that brings life into the world if we choose to you have to reclaim it again again our wombs literally carry generational trauma and curses hereditary isn't just physical and emotional it's spiritual too we have to literally like just place your hands on your womb and release everything that you've been holding on to that's no longer serving you during your period rest and be at peace like find safety in certain spaces and create them for yourself a great book that i think every woman should read is sacred woman by queen of four it's a guide to healing your feminine body and mind and spirit and i think that's a great place to start babies can feel in your womb they feel taste learn and have some level of consciousness in your womb attachment begins in your womb the earlier the trauma occurs in your womb the more disastrous it'll be mothers who've suffered childhood trauma can pass that memory down to their unborn children it's something that i think all women should research and look up to unknowingly cause your baby trauma before they even arrive in this physical realm should be enough for you to take it seriously womb life trauma is real i mean just take a look at your life your mother's life your grandmother's life do you see any similarities and i'm not talking about uh like if you all have the same nose or body shape let's go deeper the insecurities the repeated traumas the PTSD, the mental health illnesses, the resentment, the lack of love, any of that ring true for y'all? So when you talk about breaking generational curses, add protecting your wounds at the top of the list. We've been too reckless with our wounds, ladies, not understanding the importance and the complexity of what was entrusted in us, literal godlike magic. That's why the trans community can never tell me nothing 
like quote unquote about feeling like a woman. God didn't make it that simple. And we squander it off by having six children by five different men or allowing a man with 10 children, 10 kids to make us his eighth baby mama because he's popular, because he wear designer and chap shiny chains. You met him in his section and he spent a little money on you and made you feel special because the lack of love from your father, right, that you've been searching high and low for. And in reality, you should be falling to your knees for God, not a man. We naively think we deserve those things by men when what we really crave is a protector and a provider, a safe man, a man of integrity. Protect my mind and my thoughts and contribute to my peace of mind so that I can continue to keep our family covered. You feel me? Provide a safe space for me to tell you my deepest thoughts, fears, and desires. That kind of provide and protect. It's a little different. I can go on and on about this topic because I'm so passionate about it. But the bottom line is to stop giving these niggas your womb. Practice safe sex. Take all precautions when being sexually active. Know who you're dealing with. Take your time. Get to know that man. Get to know yourself. Get you a pap smear once or twice a year. STD screenings, be safe, be responsible, go to therapy, have those hard conversations with people you need to have them with, heal, do everything in yourself that you can, do everything in your power that you can to set yourself up for the softest era that you'll ever experience in childbirth and pregnancy. That should be the softest era of your life if you choose to, to you know, have a baby. Ensure that your children will have the best chance at life, the best quality of life, and simply for peace of mind and the highest level of joy. You deserve it. Your children deserve it. Your family deserves it. And that's my little two pennies is to protect your womb and don't fall to the burdens of motherhood. Um by being unprepared and unhealed.